Welcome to episode 206 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And once again, I think we've got a great episode here for you. We should, I, I would hope. You would hope so? Yeah, definitely. That being because we've got Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia murder here. Yes, yes we do. We're getting a little heavy this yes. week. This could be the heaviest band we've ever had represented as far as an interview. I, I think so, I think so. Um, we've had it, some pretty close. Yeah, it's Battlecross. It's, it's up there, Battlecross, uh, Allegion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're getting pretty brutal this week. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, we've played some brutal stuff, but haven't <clears throat> yes. really technically interviewed someone from a big-time death metal band. That's right. And here we got one with Trevor. So we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But up front, we are sponsored by not only DEB Concerts, but we can now announce that we are sponsored by MedFarm as well. We announced that actually on our Rocklahoma reaction video, but this is the first official podcast where we're announcing that to you guys. Yes. Med Farm is with the PH. They are based in Broken Arrow. They're off Highway 51 between Broken Arrow and Coweta. They are cannabis with a cause. 30% of all their profits go towards helping build no-kill animal shelters. Very important. Yeah, in this area. And I know on the when we talked about this on the the Rocklahoma review, you mentioned, you know, you recently lost Merck. Yes. And whenever you're looking for a dog in the future, that's this, what you're gonna do is check out a no kill animal shelter. And I don't know if these guys will have theirs up and running by then, but they'll definitely know where to point you. Yeah, they'll definitely steer me in the right direction and uh, uh that's what I'm gonna do. Um, you know, that's a great cause, so why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't anybody? Right. Yeah, All it's right. a great Great business whenever 30% of your profits are going towards something like that. I think so, yes. It's hugely needed in this area. There's a lot of animal shelters, but not no-kill animal shelters, which is what we need. They've got a huge selection. They've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So if you're looking for your medical card, get out there and grab it Friday and Saturday. If you go in there and tell them that we sent you or that you heard about them on our podcast... That will give you 10% off your first order. You can't beat that. No, you can't beat that at all. Yeah, so we are definitely happy to have MedFarm on here as a sponsor. So we'll be talking to more, talking to you more about them in the future. Of course. We've also got DEB Concerts, as always. Coming up here in just a few weeks, February 13th, they're bringing Saxon to the Ideal Ballroom in Tulsa. Saxon was recently here early last year, opening for Judas Priest at the BOK Center. So glad that they're coming back in a headline role. They are a force to be reckoned with in the live setting, as you know. Oh, hands down, they are an incendiary live act, Trent. Every time I hear that word, I think of almost famous. Almost famous, famous. Right. yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <laughs> they are, though. And, um, you know, at the IDL, I mean, I can't. You know, talk about mind blown. I cannot wait to see Saxon uh, down for five and Mudflux are opening. Um, and, you know, if you're looking for tickets to the show, definitely hit up Mudflux and down for five. Um, you know, you might get them a tad cheaper and you're supporting the local bands, which is important. And uh, but the main thing is you're at the show because it's going to be, uh, you know, pun intended, a great night of heavy metal thunder. <laughs> and it's the night before Valentine's Day. 
So grab your loved one and I'm get your ass out there. Telling you. Grab your princess of the night. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Hey, pun intended, right? <laughs> totally pun intended. <laughs> totally pun intended. Yeah, can't wait to see that one. That's going to be great. Biff Byford was on this podcast last year. So we will be out there. I hope you will too. Eddie Trunk will be hosting. Exactly. And and hey, if if your uh, if your significant other, uh, you know, wants to go, then maybe she's a rock and roll gypsy. <laughs> there you go. See, I don't know. That wasn't a good. That wasn't a good transition. I apologize. Or if your significant other is a guy, maybe he loves to wear denim and leather. Oh my! See, that was better. I like that. I like that. that was better. You went on that one. It brings us all together. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, We're but yes, DEB concerts, <laughs> we love them. We love what they're doing. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing they are doing. Of course. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. The DNB processing stage at Rocklahoma 2019. They've sponsored the stage out there the last two years. This year, they are completely running the stage as well. Of course. So, Doug from DEB concerts. Has this thing going, and as we speak to you, the lineup came out yesterday, actually, or by the time you're hearing this, probably two days ago now. Okay. You can go on our SoundCloud or on our YouTube and find our Rocklahoma lineup reaction. That's right. We talked for almost an hour about all the bands that are going to be on it. Yes. And many of the bands that are playing the D&B processing stage. It will be highlighted by headline sets from Alice. I said Alice Cooper again. Like I don't. It's like I'm thinking of Ace Freely and Bisto Blanco at the same yeah, time, trying to so keep all my just, thoughts. Uh, in my, so it combines into one thing. But it's okay. It's okay. Alice Cooper will not be there, okay. but his bass player Chuck Garrick and his daughter Calico Cooper will be there. Bisto Blanco, Ace Freely. You know him as the former original guitarist from Kiss. That's right. Not the former original. He's always the original. Exactly. The former guitarist, I guess. Playing his solo set. And we also have Lita Ford out there as well. Strutter. Kiss tribute band out of Las Vegas will be there. Then we've got bands like First Strike, Ratchet Dolls, Doxy, Down for Five, Grind, The Normandies, Rocket Science, Poster Child, Dead Metal Society, Zen Hipster. Did I name them all? I don't even have uh, Doxy, the Midnight Doxy. Devils. Oh, I did not mention Midnight Devils. Okay, okay. And that's one of my favorite Solidify. bands out there. Yeah, Solidify. Driver. Driver, okay. <laughs> we have... I tried to do all that off the top of my head, and I, I knew I could Well, you did it. a good job, and you know what? We have many months to get it all right. We'll have we're it gonna memorized talk, here in a few oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it probably every week. Just mentioned Zen Hipster. That's Jason's band. So yes. be on the lookout for that. Going to be fun. Yeah, they're back together. They will be out there. So very happy to see this lineup. Like I said, go check out our reaction. We don't need to go over all the other stuff. There's some great bands out there we're excited about, like Light the Torch and Alien Weaponry. Wheeler Walker Jr., unbelievable that he's going to be there. I'm telling you. Blackberry Smoke, Avatar, Seven Dust, Jackal, Ozzy Osbourne. It's it's going to be a blast. Yeah, so... Go listen to that thing to hear more about that. All right. And speaking of upcoming stuff, this weekend, the Music to Men Mikey benefit is going on at the Venue Shrine. That's right. Saturday night, January 19th. Get your ass to the Shrine. 
it's only $5 at the door. That's a $5 minimum donation. So give whatever you can. There will also be raffles and auctions that you can donate your money to as well. This is a benefit for Mikey Hernandez, the, the drummer for Doxy, who we just mentioned will be at Rocklahoma. Yes. And he is back already playing the drums, as we've seen on Facebook. Yeah. We've seen video of this. Kicking ass. Yeah. That's unbelievable. The, the guy lost his hand in a car accident in 2018, and this benefit is going to help him with medical costs and everything going on with that. Definitely. There's going to be a lot of bands out there. Paul Benjamin Band, Sweating Bullets. Great acts. Get out there. Check that out. Help out Mikey. It's for a good cause, and there's great music at the Venue Shrine January 19th. Definitely. Don't miss it. Yeah. And then we've got coming up in February. We're going to keep bringing this up to you. February 9th at the Shrine. Yes. Who do we got? We've got, well, main thing we've got is Halata Fest. Halata Fest 2019. Um, this is the third year for this. Uh, it's a tribute to uh, late, great uh, local legend uh, John Halata of the Joint Effect and Scream Your Red Mutiny. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's just it's a great time every year. And the proceeds always go to a, a just cause. Um, so it's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be one day this year, uh, like Trent said, out at the Shrine. Um, the show starts at 3 p.m., and uh, we've got Killing Katie, uh, Razor Wire Halo, uh, Murderous Mary, uh, 13X, Arjuna, Spook, Dixie Wrecked, uh, Zen Hipster, there's that name again, and Fist of Rage. Um, so, I mean, this is gonna, this is a stacked bill. Um, you know, I looked up some of these bands I'm new to, and so I looked them up, and there's not a bad band on this bill. There really isn't. So it's going to be a great night and uh, for a good cause. And it's only 10 bucks, so you're paying like a dollar a band. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah, so get your ass out there to that one. Yes. And speaking of Halata Fest, this is put on by Steve Murdoch and Murdoch Productions. Who we love. Yes, and going back to Rocklahoma... He is putting together a stage out there himself in the campgrounds. Yes, the Proving Grounds. Yes, and knowing Steve Murdoch, this is going to be a huge thing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't he doesn't go small. He's Steve yeah. Murdoch. He goes big. And you can still, at this point, submit. I know the submissions have been going on for a while if you've got a band. You know, so it might be too late, but it's still open. So if you've got a band you want to get... Out there at Rocklahoma, get your ass in there and submit it quick. Do it. And then also Camp Darkside. Yes. The Darkside stage is taking submissions as well. So hit them up as well. You just get on Facebook, look up Darkside Stage at Rocklahoma. You can find the email address, and they've always put on a great show as well. Always. All right. So I think it's time that we play some music. Do it. Let's do it. All right. We're going to play a band right now. This is a... A lot of words I'm about to say. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I was. I was hoping you'd have it memorized. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna play a band right now called Under Darkest Skies, and this song is called All My Life. I've hated this thing called living. Uh, 
All my life I've hated this thing called living that is under darkest skies. And that song featured Greg Burgess from Allegiant on guitar. Who has been on this podcast? Episode 101. Nice. So that's half our existence ago, basically. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> this song is great. This band's great. They've got songs you can check out on Spotify. Yeah. iTunes, pretty much anywhere you can find music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Look these guys up. Give them a follow on Facebook. I'm digging it. Of course. Getting into the subject at hand, I guess. Yes. Trevor Sternad is the vocalist for the Black Dahlia Murder. They were in town here in Tulsa back in December. We were able to get out there and talk to him. We also talked to Digester from Ghoul at the same show. If you have not heard that one yet, that was just this past week. That was a great one. Yeah, very cool. This show was quite a bill that Black Dog and Murder had going on. They had Havoc with them. They had Ghoul, Skeletal Remains. They had other shows that had Power Trip on them. There was like eight or ten bands that kind of rotated through this tour they did throughout November and December. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great bill. Yeah. And these guys are, if you like your stuff heavy... And in your face, the Black Dahlia murder is for you. We kind of mentioned, we talked about, another thing we talked about is at the end of the year when we did our Best of 2018 episode, I think it was number 16 or 15 was the Metal Allegiance 2 album. Mm -hmm. And Trevor Sternad kicks the thing off with the, yes. with the opening track. It was funny, like, av after we left the interview, like walking out of the, the Vanguard, you said, man, we didn't even... Mentioned Metal Legion. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like, for some reason, neither of us even wrote it down on the outline to talk about. And which just is weird because, you know, both of us love that thing. I know. Brain fart. What do yeah. you do? <laughs> but, it happens. Yeah. But sitting down with Trevor was really cool because this guy is a, is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to death metal and just metal in general. That's right. So very glad to be able to talk to him. So I say we just get into it right now. Yeah, roll it. Monkey show was that outside? Yes. Damn. Yes, and it was a very <laughs> similar temp to here. It was like 38 when we played. And uh yeah, I've never played with full on like winter gear on before. <laughs> <laughs> like how does that work? I mean, are you not sweating your ass off under there and then I well freezing at the same time? Or? Kinda was, yeah, after a while. But I felt really bad for the guys, especially because their fingers were you know freezing up there's a lot of shit to do in that band. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> is that a first or throughout the years have you uh we played a really cold like show in finland one time outdoors but but i did not expect to that to do that in texas that was right. wild i'm surprised i didn't put it in the other they have a gas monkey live over there yeah they had some other shit going oh, okay. on there i guess yeah. I, I know sometimes they like deflect the show to over there Right. And we were praying for that. <laughs> I bet. I bet. But dude, I guess they go all fucking year long. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I always wondered if there was an indoor stage since they do shows man, in the winter that's, too, right? That's crazy. Masochistic, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, this uh, tour you guys are doing, 
have a lot of support acts and you've got a great diverse lineup. Is that something you guys seek out or you guys have a hand in who you guys bring along? Uh, definitely this <laughs> time we did. Um, these are all bands I really like and, um, you know, they're all just, it's regional. So, um, the flyer reads like the best festival you've ever seen in your life. Right. But none of, you know, not at one time are all the bands together. But, um, yeah, it's been really cool, man. I think this is a good statement, a good way to end the year for us. Um, have a lot of bands that we hand selected, you know what I mean? It's a good look. Um, it's been a lot of fun, man. Power Trip was awesome, of course. Havoc is a board now. They're awesome. Ghoul, Midnight's coming up in a few days. Devourment was yesterday. That was awesome. Uada in San Diego. Pig Destroyer in the uh, Pacific Northwest. That was cool. So, yeah, man, it's been been really rad, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, you mentioned that about the when you see all the bands lined up together like a few days ago. He's like, holy shit, I don't know if Power Trip is going to be there. I'm like, no, they're... Yeah, there's been some confusion. <laughs> you know, dude, making the ad, Matt, was the hardest thing of all time. To, like, make it make sense yeah. in one look With is not possible. Yeah, 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 it's just... So, yeah, there was a little bit of, of uh, backlash for some people that were like, what? I thought they were, you know, like, yeah. oh, you didn't read the fine print below the fine print. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, you guys have been on a pretty consistent, it looks like, schedule of an album every two years. Is uh, is something going to be coming in 2019? Uh, yeah, it'll be pushed. We've already pushed it back okay. a little bit, yeah. but it'll still be out in, in 2019. Just things were going so well with Nightbringers that we tried to maximize the touring, you know what I mean? We uh, took it a little further, and I, I think we're a little more tired for it, you know what I mean? Like, it's been a very busy season, but, um, I mean, that's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. It's amazing to have that kind of demand for the band eight albums in, you know? It's, it's awesome. Definitely. Say so pushed back in a sense. Have you guys done anything yet, like written? Um, no, but right? we've like blocked out time to write now and starting to like work out the um, details for the studio shit. But uh, uh, as far as I know, there's only a few little riffs here and there. But yeah, nothing so far. But I'm really excited to do it. I mean, having uh, Brandon come in the fold, especially, has been really exciting. You know, he's a really creative guy, and he really put his stamp on the last record a lot between writing uh, four songs for it and then, you know, just like his amazing solos and that whole melodic flair that he brought. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is the best lineup we've had, and, you know, spirits are really high and coming off this album. And, yeah, I mean, I, look, I really look forward to making some new shit, and it's about time. So, yeah, we'll be roughly be home... December to April with a few, you know, we have like the uh, 70,000 tons is in there. But for the most part, yeah, we'll be in the laboratory. So that'll be nice. Do you guys write individually and bring it together? Or do you guys do stuff Yeah, well individually. Or? We used to do stuff together way back in the day because that's like all we knew how to do. You know what I mean? Right. It was before Pro Tools and was like a prominent and every band had it, you know. Um, we would all sit around and try to write together, and then eventually I would record a song to a boombox, and you know we could barely play the song, and then I would write lyrics to that. And nowadays, um, either guitar player will, will write something privately, and by the time we hear it, it'll be it'll have both guitars, bass, 
decent sounding program drums, you know, it's a way, way higher quality starting point than, than in the early days of the band. So it's cool. I think it results in a more professional thing overall, you know, and I think if that's just stems from the guys, you know, just being able to sit alone with their thoughts and, you know, really develop something to its, uh, you know, till it's fully realized, I guess. Underwear time. I imagine them in their underwear writing the shit. That's what I do when I write the lyrics. What's that underwear time? You gotta be comfortable. Yeah, dude. You gotta let it hang out. That's right. right. Well, speaking of eight albums in, your guys' album covers, I think, have always been, you know, it's like this classic metal look, you know. Is that, have you guys used the same artists throughout the years or do you? Um, No, man. It's um, it's been different almost every time. Um, Nightbringers, the, the newest one, we actually went back to. Uh, Christian Whalen, who did our um, Nocturnal album. So in a way, it was kind of like it was 10 years later, too, since Nocturnal. So it's a little bit of a throwback to that. And um, you know, I think that was really the um, – that's the fan favorite album. You know what I mean? So a little bit of a no- um, nod towards that, you know, I think was uh, – it worked to excite the fans, for mm-hmm. sure, about the album. And um, since we use a different artist every time, you know, going back to someone was kind of a wild card move. I don't think the fans were expecting, but I'm always the guy in charge of the artwork. I I really love doing that for the band. I love that we have a budget to do whatever we want now. Whereas in the early days, you know, like the first two album covers we have are shot, you know, (laughs) but but we didn't have the money to do what we wanted. You know what I mean? We didn't have uh, the money to get painted art, you know, like some of that classic metal look. And I'm all about... I'm sure you've noticed the evil place. You know what I mean? Like that's there's nothing more classically death metal than the evil place you don't want to go. You know what I mean? The grave world or whatever. Or, you know, I love that shit for sure. Well, and, are you, you know, into art, or how do you go about finding? Um, I, I pay attention to. I really love the the art side of extreme metal, and I'm always watching artists and always coming through artists, not only for the album covers but for the shirts and stuff like that, and just. I really like that aspect of it, so I stay up on it. And, um, yeah, like having the budget to do what we want is awesome, and it's really freeing. And I, I get a kick out of um, that aspect of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I still, I'm still like, I don't know. I love the connection between a good album and good artwork, and the way that kind of synergy works. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it takes it to another level. You know, and I think that. Um, as the physical copy kind of moves towards extinction, you know what I mean? Let people, um, I don't think they make that same connection as much. You know, they, they, uh, well, you know, we had to like go buy a record and, and then you were like, well, I blew my money on this record. I got to f- make myself like it. You know what I mean? If you didn't already, you know what I mean? So it's just a different world than having everything at your disposal just to like throw away, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I just really like that attachment. I like the, um, like I said, there's a kind of synergy when you get a new album and it has great artwork and sounds great and everything kind of comes together in that whole package, you know. So I, you know, so that's something I take really seriously. I really enjoy doing that aspect of things. Um, yeah, it's fun, fun for me. Because you know, when you hear when you hear those songs, you might see those colors on the album. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I hope for. Just like those weird associations like a theme that you in a way, make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and um, so I try to think about how powerful that is, and you know, I try to uh, do the best I can for the band and make it look cool and 
but also to represent what I like about death metal, you know what I mean? And I see us bringing in a lot of young kids into the extreme world, which is an awesome thing. So I try to represent death metal as I've liked it, you know what I mean, since I was a 13-year-old kid. And that artwork and those themes are definitely a part of it. As as um, cliche as the themes might be, it's still my shit. I love it. <laughs> Zombies and werewolves and the macabre and... You know, like, all, lyrically, most of what we do is, is retreading very classic horror themes, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I like to put my own spin on them lyrically, but I think it's important to have classics, you know what I mean? It's important yeah, to have definitely. stuff steeped in classics. You know, we have, we're like a melting pot of Black Death and Thrash, I would say, you know what I mean, the band? And, um... It's all, it's all, it's nothing new. You know what I mean? It's all classic elements put together. You know, I didn't, we never said we were an original band, just tenacious. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, you know, after all, all these years and, you know, I could even say, you know, like you said, um, it was cold in Dallas yesterday. How do you keep your voice, uh, you know, in shape and, and, you know, not killing yourself every night? Well, yesterday took a toll on me, yeah. uh, a unique <laughs> toll, because it was very cold, and I'm just ripping all this cold air up there. And cold is the enemy of of extreme vocals. You you know, no cold water on stage, you know, fucking hot water as much as you can stand, tea, stuff like that. So just huffing a bunch of cold air was, was brutal. But for the most part... um, I don't know. I don't really think about it that that much. There was times where I was kind of obsessing about it, you know, about my voice and taking care of it and doing all these rituals and stuff. And then there would be times where it's like, oh, shit, I don't have a teapot. You know, I'm in the third world. I can't get my teapot and I'm freaking out. You know, it's like (laughs) stupid as fuck. You know what I mean? So it's like I just got to let it go, relax, not worry about it too much. Really... I'm like a kind of an anxious person, so the best thing you can do is sleep. You know, if you're going to worry about it to the point that you can't sleep, you'll fuck, your, fuck yourself up. Because yeah. that's like the best healing you can do is getting some rest. But now we're at that point where, you know, we're nearing the end of the tour. We played a bunch of shows. I got trashed a bunch of times. <laughs> you know, my voice is not, my, not the best right now, but... <laughs> We'll be all right. <laughs> well, speaking of your voice, we've had uh, Kyle Gumby from Battlecross on our podcast several times. Right on. And he mentioned on one of them, you were his biggest vocal inspiration as far as extreme vocals go. And so being in this business for so long, like, what's that like having artists come up that you're now an influence on when you look back as a kid, thinking of all the people that influenced you? It's cool. It's the most flattering thing there is, man. Um I mean, we've been out playing for so long now that um, a few generations of bands have come along, I feel like, you know what I mean? And talk to kids often that look at me like I'm an old wizard, you know what I mean? (laughs) I guess I am by comparison to some of them. But, um, yeah, that's so flattering, you know what I mean? Um, I still... The players that I look up to, the people that influence me, like, I'm still such a fanboy. You know, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of people that influenced the band and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But 
I still can't straight face it, man. I'm such a like fanboy above <laughs> all. And, you know, I think our band at, at heart are metal fans first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what people see is just the, the passion of the band. You know, we're not the coolest looking dudes in the world or anything like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think people, that also kind of just made us stand out, you know, uh, when I had short hair and serial killer glasses and, you know, we just didn't fit into anywhere. It didn't feel like. And, uh, I think that ended up being why we're still around is, uh, our ability to appeal to so many walks of the underground and, you know, we have, when I look out in the crowd, we have all kinds of fans from, you know, the, the elite long hair leather clad dudes all the way on down. You know what I mean? And I'm glad to see them all, man. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah definitely. Well, you alluded to kind of the changing times as far as the way albums are consumed. Like when you guys started, that was kind of the, when the transition was happening. I think, right. Early 2000s. Like on the business side of things, how do you feel it is now? Are things shifting back in a decent way? I I think that everything is just adjusting. I think that everybody, every band is just adjusting. I don't think that anyone's going to make money off of um, the sale of a record anymore, basically. I think that you have to go out and tour to, to reap the rewards now. You have to go out and tour to, to make the money that that you're supposed to be making, you know, by doing... I think it's all about... It's all about selling tickets, all about selling merch, you know when you're getting um, a microscopic amount per stream, you know, it's like uh, yesterday, you know, those things came out where every band is posting um, what they streamed yeah. on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for it's me, for it's the most bittersweet year. thing ever. Cause it's like, all these people love us. 15 million. Is that what it said? But they, yeah. but if only a 10th of them bought the record, we could literally be the biggest metal band <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you know, like, right. come on guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really it's bittersweet you know and everyone's like congratulations congratulations you didn't make any money <laughs> you know but it, it is cool to still see the bar and see where we are compared to other exactly. bands and you know we're sizing our dicks up to everyone else's dick you know what i mean but it's bittersweet you know what i mean it's a it's a interesting time for sure <laughs> well yeah, cassettes are coming back so yeah yeah cassettes are back i, I like you know <laughs> When CDs come back, dude, that's gonna be weird. Like I'm, a, yeah. I still buy CDs, you know, but now I think they're like the most archaic thing to people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and tapes are just retro enough to be cool. Vinyl too, I think. We'll see if CDs ever have that same. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get, I get a kick out of getting cassettes, but then I'm like a CD. Now nah, I'm good, you know. And then I'm like, that's really stupid. <laughs> when I think about it. Yeah, see, man, I'll do, I'll do any, <laughs> any physical. <laughs> manifestation pretty much but cd cd is where my heart is i have four thousand metal cds something like that um it's my vice to say the least (laughs) and um yeah i've still got a couple thousand in boxes i just don't have them displayed like i used to yeah see that's the thing man i fucking buy them now rip them and then they just go in the museum you know (laughs) (laughs) so like i totally get people moving toward this more convenient thing i I mean i totally get the appeal of any song you can think of almost you can summon it yeah you know i totally get it but um i'm just an old fart stuck in my collector way i guess and i really like the you know having physical copies and the collection aspect of it you know what i mean was fun 
Because it started as a hunt. You know what I mean? Like, the stuff that you had was, like, you were lucky to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, I mean, I love the internet era. It's empowered me to find out so much more about metal than I could have ever dreamed. You know? And, um... But, um... And especially as record stores were going the way of the dinosaur around me in Michigan, you know, where I was living at the time, um, there was just nothing for me there. I was so deep into this thing. I'm like, well, they're not going to have weird Indonesian brutal death metal, you know, at this (laughs) fucking record store. And so I I was forced to go buy stuff online. You know what I mean? But um, but then you start paying 10 bucks a pop instead of 15. And then all of a sudden it becomes pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, 4,000 CDs, whenever you say when you were 13 or 14, did you ever buy anything based off of song titles? Oh, for sure. <laughs> song titles? <laughs> or album covers? Album covers, absolutely. Yeah. Album covers. Logo, yeah. um, thank you lists. You know, you'd have one CD and you'd like, I would write down any cool sounding band name in the thank you list. Or I would look, you'd look in the liner notes at the shirts they were wearing. Yeah. I remember like before I could find Cryptic Slaughter or heard it, like I saw... Um, one of Cannibal wearing it in the Bleeding album, and I I thought by the name that it was going to be like some insane death metal shit. You know, what I mean, I still love it, but I thought like, <laughs> whoa, man, that is a tough ass name. Gotta <laughs> find this. But um, yeah, that was the hunt, man. It was awesome. And the very first few times I got to use the internet, first thing I did was like look up the lyrics of Tomb of the Mutilated. You know what I mean? Like it was like, and I remember typing a fucking, you know, like a, an address the first time and being like. What the fuck is this yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. How the fuck is anyone gonna remember this? Exactly. This isn't gonna catch on. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, nearing the end of the year here, are there any albums? Your favorite albums of twenty eighteen from other artists? Um Yeah, I got a few. Uh kicked my ass this year. Uh, <coughs> the new Sarex album. Uh, Phobos Demos is probably my favorite thing I heard this year. It's um, sort of like an updated Cryptopsy, I guess I would say. It's really groovy and um, creative. and It's got some alien kind of aspects to it that are really cool. Um, Zealotry is another fine album this year. Uh, that just came out. Um, the new Mass Infection is awesome. Um, Michael Romeo's solo album. I think maybe that's my favorite metal album of the year. It's awesome. That's the, uh, Symphony X guitar player for people that aren't, uh, initiated. And it's a lot like the last few, uh, Symphony X records, but with a different singer who is, I think, just as good as Russell Allen, but different kind of voice. But uh, love that album. I highly recommend anyone checking that shit out. High energy, you know, it's power metal, I guess, progressive, but it's it's thrashy. It's you know, it's not wimpy. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, we appreciate your time. Hey, yeah, no worries, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, boys. Yeah. There you go, Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. A big thank you to Liz from Earsplit PR once again for her continued support of this podcast and of course thank you to trevor for doing that as well definitely is fucking great uh he he was an awesome guy to talk to and glad we had him on the show yeah yeah very interesting and it's just always cool to hear different viewpoints on on stuff and he is someone that 
like definitely makes me become a bigger fan after you sit there and talk to him, you know? Of course, of course. So yeah, if you're a fan of <clears throat> Black Dahlia and you, that's what brought you here, we appreciate it. We've interviewed guys like Gumby from Battlecross several times, Tony from Battlecross, Greg Burgess from Legion, Ryan Neff from Miss May I. Um, who else? We had Ted from Death Angel, Sid Falk, formerly of Overkill, Chris Broderick of Act of Defiance and formerly of Megadeth, Dave Elfson of Megadeth, um, John Connolly of Seven Dust, Reed Mullen and Mike Dean of Corrosion of Conformity, Kirk Winstein of Crowbar a couple of times, Jimmy Bauer of I Hate God and Superjoint, Stephen Taylor of Superjoint, a huge long list of heavy music. Yes, I mean, uh, if you like it heavy, I think we got it. Yeah, if you like it melodic. We've had a lot of bands like Warrant, Doc and Tesla, Kicks, LA Guns. The list is very long on that end as well. We've had on Tommy Victor from Prong, Biff Byford, Ricky Warwick, and Damon Johnson from the Black Star Riders. You almost said Black Dahlia Murder. I did. That's, hey, that's I okay because that's what we were doing this week. <laughs> Ricky Warwick from the Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. What? <laughs> one, one show only. Yeah, one show only. Tonight in. Belfast. No shit, no shit. <laughs> Acoustic, Trevor Sternad and Ricky Warren. Oh my God. But you, you've done a good job listing all the guests. Okay. I, I Usually we trade it off, but you you just had the stream going. I was just letting you go. I liked it. Sorry, I I, I hoarded the airspace. Oh no, you here. are good. You are good. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're interested in any of that, soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Music. Stitcher, TuneIn, MixCloud. A lot of our episodes are on YouTube as well. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that great stuff. Wherever you listen, like it, comment. Leave a comment about the interview, the episode, the song, anything we talked about. That always helps with the, the Facebook algorithms, retweet, all that great stuff. You know, it helps spread the word. It's an easy way to help us. Another easy way to help us is Patreon.com. Look up Thunder Underground. Send us a few bucks. We've got merchandise as well. TheThunderUnderground.com. T-shirts, koozies, shot glasses. We Get still don't have a melon baller yet, but there might be a Zen Hipster melon ball we're, for sale at Rocklawn. We're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. For sure. Yeah. Are you going to have huh, Zen Hipster? Uh, I was trying to think of something cool. Like the hair pick or something for we're gonna have, Rocklahoma? We're going to have Zen Hipster blackhead guns <laughs> for for the old ladies that, that want to order order the, that get their blackhead guns from the Finger Hut catalog. Right on. Because so. that's, that's a good deal because that is your fan base. It will, right? right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, once again, a final reminder. Music to Men Mikey, Saturday night, Venue Shrine. If you're going to be at the Diamond Barroom Sunday night at Crozier Conformity and Crowbar, look for us. We will see you there. Going back to Friday night, January 18th, if you're going to be at Metallica and the thousands of people, if you see us, say what's up. We'll give you a sticker or a bracelet or something. Exactly. We'll see you next week with our full review of Metallica, and we'll also have an interview that is very Metallica-centric as well because right. we have Clint Wells, one half of the Metal Up Your Podcast, 
which is a Metallica podcast that kicks mighty ass. Yes, the premier Metallica podcast. So be on the lookout for that. It's it's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, next, yeah, it's going to be uh, very Metallica heavy next episode. Yeah. So there you go. We appreciate you listening, and until next time. He's like gone to some Victor Wooten camps and shit like that. <laughs> oh, has he really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Serious. Serious about the space game. Yeah. That, yeah that was- Thunder <laughs> Underground, y'all.